and that's and that's no disrespect to hippies. I mean, I'm down with hippies, man. I, I love hippies. In fact, I consider myself a hippie. But but my man, I mean, that, the hair. Alrighty. Welcome in, boys and girls, another fine edition of your favorite week of uh, Alabama Politics Podcast, uh, Alabama Politics This Week, uh, Josh Moon and David Person. And, you, you know, this is uh, this is the only, uh, it's probably the only podcast on Alabama hey. politics. And if it's not, if it's not, by some strange twist of fate, I guarantee you, you're not going to have two hosts that are more experienced covering <laughs> Alabama politics than you and me. Well, you know, there's no doubt about that. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, uh, me, just by virtue of the fact that I'm old, man. I'm, yeah, well, I'm, yeah. That's, you know, and, I've been and, doing and, this for, you know, in some yeah. form or fashion. I've been doing this since 1986. And and me, because I'm hard-headed and, you know, unlike <laughs> most people, I, I, don't, I don't burn out of this uh, like, right. like you normally would dealing with the ignorance that is there. Right. Uh, so, I, you know, I just keep banging my head against that wall. There you uh, go. Yeah. So yeah. No, I, I think we got that going for us. Uh, two headbangers. Nice. Two yeah, headbangers. Exactly. <laughs> yes. That's, that's how I'm described often. Uh, uh, listen, I I don't know how the podcast is going to be today. It, it may be great. It may you know. It, I get. But I'll, I'll tell you this: We're it will not be greatness. as fun. It, it it will not be as fun as the discussion we had prior to the podcast. So, <laughs> so well, we should really. Yeah, well, start there were some words those. used and some things yeah. said that probably don't need to be repeated. On, on yeah, that. probably not. I, you know, I, I I really feel like we ought to use more mfers on here, though. I mean, I really feel like that's that's what's that's what's really missing. Have uh, you have you have you ever seen the Kings of Comedy with uh, uh, with the late great uh, uh, Bernie uh, Bernie, Bernie Mac? Mac? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah, of course. Okay. Who wants some milk and cookies? (laughs) So, you know, his routine on the word MF Mm -hmm. is one of the funniest and smartest, uh, I think, examinations of language. Mm-hmm. That I've heard ever. I mean, it's yeah. just brilliant. It's just brilliant. Oh yeah, it is. Uh, it is, man. And that, there's a lot of. It's it's funny how some guys can can take uh, you know uh, t- take just the simplest of things in life. Like I, there was a guy, and I'm trying to remember. I want to say uh, maybe the guy's name was Gary Gulledge. Uh, that that sounds familiar. It was a comedian, and he did a bit, a, a stand up bit about uh, how the states became abbreviated. Ooh. And and I mean, man, it it that sounds dumb, all right. But it was one of the funniest, clever, most clever things that I've heard. But that that Kings of Comedy thing, man, that whole deal. I tell you, man, one of my favorite things was that was it in the Kings of Comedy where Sid was backing up the car. <laughs> he had he had the cigarette in his mouth. And he had That's to, to pull the cigarette been, out and yeah. turn the radio down. Could have been, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> it was in the Kings of Comedy or in another stand-up he had where he was backing the car up, or parallel parking the car. Uh, but man, that was uh, that was good. And uh, Steve Harvey stuff in that thing was good, man. And I mean that whole deal was good. But but nothing will nothing will ever top uh, Bernie Mac, man. Bernie that, Mac on MF, man. Yeah. I'm telling she's you, a, that's that she was... on drugs. She's on drugs. Okay, listen, some of y'all's family got problems. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> That was a brilliant man. He was brilliant. Yeah. He was brilliant. I can't believe he died, man. I loved that TV show he had, too. The TV was show a... was brilliant, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sad. It was Sad. very good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I guess um, 
I don't know where to start uh, because, and I'll tell you the, our, our problem here is, our, our problem is, is that we we record this thing on Thursday around lunchtime. Mm-hmm. And as we are currently talking, the House is debating the medical marijuana bill, uh, debating, or actually what, what's happening is uh, the same seven guys keep getting up and disparaging the state of Colorado over and over and over again. Um, and then even though if you placed them in Colorado, they'd love life. Uh, but, right. you know, so uh, yeah, I don't know what's happening with that. And I, and I get the feeling that any time now we're going to have a vote and they're going to pass medical marijuana uh, because that, it's clearly what's coming. Uh, they, they clearly have the votes to pass it. Uh, that was clear when they uh, with some of the procedural votes that they had to had to do the other night on Tuesday when they wasted nine hours doing this. And uh, so, you know, I don't know if. Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't know how much we we want to get into into that just just because it's it's there and 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 kind of on the same level as gambling, uh, which is uh, still <laughs> still in the wings um, there as as they negotiate and uh, I, you know we'll we'll see. Well, uh, what well, happens on the that. on the medical marijuana, Josh, I think we should remind people of two things. One. That when we talk about the opposition, we are talking about a handful of Republicans mm-hmm. who are bucking their own party. Mm-hmm. This is a bill sponsored by Republicans, championed by Republicans. And, um, and so I think that's important to know. I also think it's important for people to understand that this is not a bill, regardless of how some of us Democrats feel, or many of us Democrats feel, many of us are just saying, hey, you need to go on and make the full journey to recreational use. But that's not what this is. This is a bill that is about not only medicinal use, but it severely restricts the forms that can come in. So Mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to fire up joints or blunts. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about pills, capsules, tablets, and maybe some, um, what do you call those things? Edibles. Well, yeah, yeah, but then also the um, the mist or something. There's some kind yeah, yeah, of yeah. a way that yeah. you can, you can, you can. Uh, I guess they can. You can uh, be exposed to it through some kind of a mist or naturalizer or whatever they call it. I can't remember what they call it, but mm. but that's all we're talking about. You know, we're not yeah. talking about vaping. We're not talking about joints. No. You know? No, I mean it's you know it's all of all of the arguments against it are stupid. I mean it's just yeah. uh, I mean I, and you say that and I know it sounds just very dismissive, but that's the way they should be handled because I mean honest to God, you've got like seven or eight guys that keep getting up and they keep talking about Colorado and all of the all of the horrors that are uh, that are taking place in Colorado, which there are none. There are no horrors in Colorado. Say, what horrors? Uh, what uh, horrors? And and there are um, and in addition to that, we're not even talking about doing the same thing. Exactly. Uh, as Colorado. Exactly. Uh, so none of that even applies to this. Uh, and it, it just, it, yeah, I mean, I, let me tell, I'll tell you how stupid it is, okay? And I said seven or eight guys. There's also one woman, Charlotte Meadows, uh, that keeps getting involved in this. And and the other day, Charlotte Meadows, who uh, is just the worst kind of politician. It, she is the, the worst uh, because it is all about herself and all of, it just it's always been that way. Uh, I've known her forever. Uh, and, and it's just that, but she stood up literally and said that she was very concerned about 
anxiety disorders being one of the covered uh, things in this bill uh, that you could get a prescription for marijuana for because it's just it's just so hard to define panic disorders or, or anxiety disorders. And I was like, yeah, you know, I tell you what should happen is maybe a trained and licensed medical professional should hmm. be able to diagnose the person as having an anxiety disorder and then prescribe them this uh, as they would any other medication, like exactly. all the thousands that they do every day, which is exactly what would happen under this bill. Exactly. I mean, it's just exactly, yeah. So they they act as though they act as though the bill is going to allow Joe Blow or Jane Blow on the street to say, "Hey, I think you got a condition. Let's get you some. Let's yeah. get you some weed." No, yeah, well, that's not what we're talking about. I it's ridiculous. I, don't, I think I I think Jane Blow would do that, but. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure where you're going with that. So I'm going to get off the train now. <laughs> I'm going to get off the train right now. Because <laughs> I feel like it's about to crash. <laughs> yeah, a, maybe it was childish, uh, childish humor. So, uh, But, you know, all right. So one thing I, I did want to talk about here uh-huh. in, the, in the opening um, is uh, there, there's video from Wednesday of Senator Mitch McConnell Um who, for the life of me, I can't understand how Democrats don't turn him into a villain every day. He's got an 8% approval rating. Uh, honestly, uh, gum on your shoe has a higher approval rating than Mitch McConnell. Uh, but uh, he says on video, essentially, and I'll, I'll paraphrase somewhat, but it, it's it's mostly correct, it, that their focus, his focus, is 100% on stopping the Democratic agenda. That's the 100% of their goal is to stop the Democratic agenda uh, for, for the country. And, um, you know, I, I wish people would think about that uh, for just a few minutes. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to tell you. I mean, I think you should agree with the Democratic agenda on most things because I think it's very pro-people and pro-worker and, uh, and helps the, 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 the most uh, people out there. But, yeah. uh, oh, 100% better. Uh, because, well, because exactly what I'm about to say, that means you don't have an agenda. You know, you don't have an agenda for governing the country. If that's what your goal is, is to just be an impediment to these other people who are trying to govern, that means you don't have a plan. And that... Ha- and I don't say that facetiously either, because if you look back, that is exactly what has been taking place with the Republican Party. They have no plan for anything. Look, look at Obamacare, for example. There have been how many dozens of attempts to repeal Obamacare when they finally got to the point where they needed to repeal it and replace it. They didn't have anything to replace it with. Yep. After 12 years of this, they didn't have anything to replace it with. I, yep. So, and it's like that for everything, every major issue out there. They have no plan whatsoever to approach it. They controlled all three, basically they controlled all three branches of government mm-hmm. for the past four years under Trump. Mm-hmm. And, and it was the most incompetent, inefficient run of government that we've seen probably in the past 30 or 40 years, at least. Uh, In addition to that, they spent the prior eight years doing nothing but obstructing. Yep. 
doing no yeah. governing, no nothing productive, even when you had a president who literally, I think, bent over backwards to try to be bipartisan because he was the first black president and was trying not to be the angry Negro as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, those guys didn't take advantage of that opportunity to have to see those guys, meaning the Republicans. So, you know, here we have, here we have now, you know, a party that's saying, all right, we're going to go back to that playbook. Mm-hmm. We're going to just obstruct, yeah. you know, it's, it's a, it's a ridiculous, it's a ridiculous idea. And it, and it, and it, all it does really is just damages. I think, you know, states like Alabama that have real needs and real issues. Yep. It's just going to do, it's going to do nothing, but I think, you know, continue to impede our ability to address some of these challenges that we face, especially in, in our more desperate areas, like the black belt region. Yeah. You know, yeah. We no, need I, leadership. I agree. It's a, and I'll tell you this, it's what, what, what really bothers me more about this, this sort of thing. I mean, first of all, you, you, you know, if you're not going to govern it and you're not going to try to solve issues, then get the hell out and do something else. You know, I mean, just, just get get out of there. I, it, don't not have a plan. Your plan can't be, well, we don't like that. You know, it's got to be, okay, well, what is your plan? This is clearly an issue. Healthcare in America is clearly an issue. Why, how can you not have a plan for it? You know, uh, so, uh, but what bothers me more than anything now is the seeming hold that these people that have no interest in governing uh, but only screaming the loudest are 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 maintaining and, and growing in this uh, in our government, especially on the Republican side. Uh, I mean, let's look at because the, there are in our state government. I'll I'll say this: there are some there are some guys. I don't agree with what they what they say what they do uh, for most uh, mostly, uh, but they do put in the work to go and try to solve. Uh, for example, reapportionment, uh, you know, and, and, and redistricting that that. There, there are guys on the Republican side of this who I disagree with vehemently on, on how they're going to handle this, but they will at least go and sit in the room and spend hours and hours and hours trying to come up with this plan. All right. I can, I can almost be okay with those people just because they're, they're working, they're doing what they think is right. Um, and it, even if I disagree with them, at least they're there and participating where you've got dudes like Mo Brooks, uh, for example, is, is a good one, uh, who has, who's done nothing. He has lived off the government, his entire adult life. All right. He has, I, I don't know that he's ever, I don't know that he's ever received a paycheck from a private business. I think he has, but it, but, but it, because as I recall, Probably 20, 30 years ago, maybe mm-hmm. for a brief period of time, I think he was in private practice. Okay. Well, for it, a brief period it's a hell of a long time ago. Yeah, it was. Uh, that, it was. Uh, and, it was. And so he is, uh, yeah. by the overwhelming majority of his adult life, he yeah. has lived off the government. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's accurate. And has done nothing as a, as a representative to earn anybody's vote on anything. He's done. No, he got the post office renamed in Athens. That's it. That's his only sponsored legislation that has passed. That bill is his only sponsored legislation. He had. I don't even think he's co-sponsored anything that's passed. 
So what are you, you know, and in the meantime, in the meantime, let me compare him to the guy that just got voted out and lost by 20 points. Doug Jones had will go down as probably the most successful bipartisan senator in the last, at least the last four, six years. Yeah. And maybe maybe longer than that. Yeah, uh, Doug was definitely a bipartisan guy. Yeah. I think, if I'm not mistaken, he had more than uh, more than ten bills that he sponsored, signed by Trump. So, I mean, you know, man, I, I, I just that's what I'm saying is elect people that are going to do work that means something to you. All yeah. right, we're yeah. we're getting things in in Huntsville, in spite of Mo Brooks. Mm-hmm. All right. We're getting things because guys like, uh, you know, and I don't get, agree with this guy a lot, but, you know, Tommy Battle uh, has done some good work at, here as, as mayor of Huntsville. Uh, you know, some other states, I don't agree with this guy. Robert Adderholt, uh, you know, has been a not a great guy, not a great representative or anything, but he's somebody that you can go and have a reasonable conversation with. And now currently you can go and have a conversation with him in public and not draw the ire of everybody around yeah. uh, like with Mo Brooks, which if you can't even be seen in public with him. Yeah. Uh, and that's, man, that is, I, I just, I and just don't understand. A, you make a great point. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't agree with Tommy uh, battles politics. He's my mayor. I don't agree with his politics, but but I have to concede without question he has been enormously productive. Uh, you know, you know, just as you know, just as if he, if Huntsville hadn't done well and 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 you know experienced great development during his tenure, he'd have to take the blame. Right. You know, you got to give him the credit when Huntsville mm-hmm. is developing and doing well and. You know, there's still a lot of things that need to be addressed. There's some things that I wish he were more aggressive on and more, you know, strategic about. But again, you know, you got to give credit where credit is due. Tommy has preside, he's presided over uh, some, I think, some phenomenal successes for yeah. the city of Huntsville. Uh, yeah. Adderholt, like you said, you know, don't agree with his politics. But he's been involved with some productive things. Certainly, I think the paragon, uh, the icon uh, among Republicans would be Richard Shelby. Shelby has presided over a tremendous amount of success for North Alabama in particular. Mm -hmm. And don't agree with his politics, never have. but, But not only has he been productive for this region and for the rest of the state, uh, he's done it in a way that's been only mildly partisan. Yeah. You know, yeah. whereas yeah. you've got Mo, who seems like all he lives for is yeah. the opportunity to, you know, to, to be partisan and to be divisive and mm-hmm. to call Democrats socialists and all of this yep. other foolishness. Yeah. You know, man, what's, what's funny to me is, um, is that somebody like, um, like Anthony Daniels, you know, which is not not in control, you know, not in the controlling party um, in the state. But he he's done more for for Huntsville. And listen, y'all y'all don't tell him I said nice things about him. Uh, but um, he's done more for Huntsville than Mo Brooks has, and, and on a national level, he has. I mean, you know, just his work with the defense contractors and stuff. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. you know, uh, Terry Sewell has has meant more. I mean, she doesn't even represent the district, you know, and she's meant, she's done more for, for this. It's just, 
the you know I just I don't understand it. And but my my bigger point is is stop electing people that don't have a plan. Tommy mm. Tuberville doesn't have a plan to do anything mm. ever. And you listen, you don't even want him to come up with one. Let's be honest. Even if you're a Republican, you don't want Tommy's plan for government. You don't. You know you don't. And it just so elect people that at least try, at least get it. Richard Shelby is a good example of this. I mean, you know, at least at least, you know, Shelby has an idea of what he should be doing there, which is get bringing home the pork. You know, yeah, get that money, baby. And and I, I just it. It just drives me crazy to hear McConnell say 100% of our focus is going to be on on stopping those guys from governing and people to say, yeah, do that. You know, yeah. just why? Why? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, if you want to stop them, that, that, that can only be 50% of your goal. 50% of our goal is to stop them. The other 50% is to come up with a better plan than them, you know, it, that helps the American people. I, you know, I, and I thought the uh, press secretary uh, uh, had had a great response to that. You know, and, and when she said, "Our 100 of our goal is helping the American people recover from this pandemic and and get back to work." You know, and yeah. I, I I think you know if that's, uh, you know, and and then went on to say, "Listen, and we're, and we're not going to turn this into a partisan thing." As a matter of fact, our, uh, uh, the president had opened his door uh, to them, and there is a group coming and uh, of Republicans coming. I think said uh, Thursday or Friday. Uh, to the White House, and he told them to bring anybody they wanted to bring. Uh, so, you know, I mean, what what else can you do uh, with that? And, um, you know, it's uh, Joe Biden is trying desperately to get past a lot of the partisan horseshit that's out there. Uh, and uh, and I think we'll see if, uh, you know, if that ever makes a difference to anybody or if we're all still just worried about Hunter's laptop. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Oh, is that still a thing? Oh, it's. I mean, not with me, but yeah, it's it's still a thing. It's yeah, yeah. It's. I tell you what, let's. Uh, you want you want to slide out? Make a, have a short first segment. Yeah, let's do it. We'll slide out. Back in a minute. Alabama politics this week. Welcome back, Alabama Politics This Week. Uh, we are happy now to uh, to have Representative Kelvin Lawrence uh, with us. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I, heard, I heard you speak uh, earlier uh, this week at, uh, at the public hearing for the gambling bill. Uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, and it was everybody should, I'll say that everybody should be lucky enough to have a representative that comes in and protects the, the people and the jobs in their district as you did. Um, you know, I, and I think that, you know, the gambling bill is, is, is a big bill and there are a lot of people that have a lot of different uh, stances on things. And, uh, but I think that, uh, you know it's it's tough, man. When you uh, when you represent a, a district like uh, like Lowndes County, uh, and and some of the the issues that are there with with jobs and job creation, it's tough to 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 watch a piece just flow through and, and be quiet uh, when their when their job's going to leave out of your district, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's and the thing the thing of my number one concern is, you know, why you know you can't give you any specific reason as to why you're doing it, you just arbitrarily just saying, listen, we, we don't like gaming in Lyons County. We're going to move it to uh, North Alabama. Because um, basically, right. essentially what this bill is doing, it's 
you know, closing down facilities that have been operating almost 20 years and just arbitrarily moving um, those facilities or those jobs to another part of the state um, that actually um, could probably stand on its own even without that particular um, entity or casino. So it's it's a situation where we, hey, we just, we just want to be left alone. Um, we want to be included like everybody else, but yeah. if, if that's not the case, at least leave us alone and let us continue to operate. Right. Because what what I find is it's it, it, it's very ironic that you have a a state that's led or controlled by Republican leadership, and they're supposed to be anti-government and they're supposed to be you know small government and, and you know small business and 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 economic development to try to help businesses. Well, essentially, they're just closing down operations that's been in existence for 20, 20 years or more uh, with no valid reason, you know, just because yeah. we don't like, you know, what's going on. Um, so that's that that's a problem for me. And I, you know, I'm I'm of the position that at this point, you know, they was asking, what about compromising? I know in this type of uh, setting, you know, I mean, you have to compromise at some point, but at some point you have to take a stand and say, listen, I, you know, I'd rather die trying and fighting for my people than to walk away and to just, you know, just lay down and not fight for them at all, you know? Yeah. And that's yeah, where, yeah, that's no. where I am. Yeah. And I, and I don't, I, obviously I don't think anybody begrudges you that, uh, on there it, it, at this point, we're you know, about 1230 on Thursday as we're uh, recording this. And do, do you feel like, I know there's been some movement and some talks behind the scenes about possibly leaving those CA, the, the constitutional amendments that, that have allowed, you know, lounge and some other places to, to operate, uh, uh, bingo, uh, parlors, uh, to stay in place. Do you feel like that, uh, there, that there is something there, uh, that, that could possibly get a compromise out of this thing, um, at least for, from your standpoint, uh, if not, uh, you know, completely get the bill passed, but at least from your standpoint, do you feel like they're, they're moving in that direction? Well, there's some continuous talks, but my, my number one concern is any changes that we make in the house of, in the house, I feel right. like they're going to be stripped out in the Senate. And once they get to a conference, conference committee, 90% of the people that's going to be appointed to that conference committee is going to be people that's favorable of gambling, right. favorable of the gaming um, bill. And I just feel like the best course of action, you know, from my perspective that, that will help my constituents is for well, this bill to just to die, to be honest with you. Um, and that's kind of, mm-hmm. kind of regroup, start over, put us at the table, you know, on the front end of the negotiations instead of, you know, trying to kind of, kind of squeeze us tight to try to get us to vote for something that's going to really be a detriment to to uh, not only the people that I represent, but I really think in the form that this bill is being uh, pushed, it would be a detriment to the state. So, Representative uh, Lowndes County, uh, unfortunately, as you know, has a, a national reputation for being one of the most impoverished counties in the United States. Uh, there are lots of problems down there that are related to poverty, uh, not the least of which is some very severe wastewater sanitation problems. And um, I'm, I'm questioning whether or not, or, or, or you can tell me and tell us, not just me, but us, 
uh, our listeners, uh, what the economic impact will be if the uh, if the gambling establishment is not reinstated there, is not put back into the bill there. What will the economic impact be? Um, as of right now, um, just direct economic impact, you know, from, I just take from the money that the charities is actually giving to the county commission, to the local municipalities, to nonprofit organizations, to organizations, whether it's sports organizations, PTAs, um, it's upwards of a million dollars. Um, that would just kind of go out of, kind of go out of the window. Um, you know, there's been some talks where, hey, well, we're gonna we're gonna supplement that with a uh, hundred thousand dollars that this gambling um, bill would actually produce um, for Lyons County. And you can kind of do the math, and you you don't have to be a, a mad scientist to realize that if you already got a hundred, I mean, a million dollars in your hand annually. Why would you settle for a hundred thousand as potential? Right. You know, right. Right. Um, that's that. That's just that's just that's just minimum. But you know, the facilities through the nonprofits they do so much that you really can't uh, really can't put a monetary uh, denomination on uh, specifically. You know, whether it's you know Calhoun High School won the state championship. You know, uh, they were afforded uh, they were helped to, to kind of get their championship rings paid for. Casinos help did that. So it's a lot of things that they do in the in the community that, you know, you can't just say X, Y, Z is being done because, you know, they, they do so many other things. So I think it will have a tremendous economic impact. Um, not only that, I mean, you know, we have two facilities there. We have right now upwards of 100 jobs in those two facilities. Mm-hmm. Well, prior to 2010, pre Governor Riley's raid, um, we you had upwards of 300 um, employees in those facilities. Um, so uh, if we are allowed to be um, competitive and, and treated just like everyone else in this current bill, I think you would, you know, it would be uh, a tremendous boost to the economy there in Lyons County. Okay. So, so based on what you're saying, gambling historically has had and continues to have uh, a positive impact on the economy down there. And so it sounds as though what you really need is an expansion, not a reduction of that. Absolutely. But, but let me let me go in a little bit. Let me, let me take this conversation for just real briefly in another direction. So uh, we're talking about the economic needs of the county the economic realities of the county, how it's impacting the people down there. Um, I know that there have been varying degrees of efforts to try to address the economic realities in the black belt. In fact, there is a black belt. uh, I don't know if it still exists or not, but at one point in time, there was even a black belt commission, I think, uh, that was comprised of various people Who's, and organizations whose sole purpose was supposed to be to stimulate the economy down there and to provide opportunities for folks down there in the black belt. Right now, what would you like to see happen in the black belt? What could Alabama, the state of Alabama, do right now if it had the political will and the moral, and the moral commitment 
to serve the people, the people of Lowndes County and the rest of the black belt, what would you like to see right now happen? Well, well, first of all, we have to, you know, we have to figure out how to stop the trend of losing population in the black belt. And how you stop that trend is you provide some type of economic incentive. You provide some type of economic stimulus for that area where people will want to actually move back to the black belt or either stay in the black belt because they have a job. You know, they can they can support their family right here in the black belt. They can, you know, have those, you know, those necessary social um, luxuries that, you know, the big cities have. I know we won't get to the quote unquote, the Birmingham's, the Huntsville's or the Montgomery's, but at least just some type of quality of life uh, initiatives. Uh, I think we have to start with, first of all, shoring up our education system in the black belt, which would in turn, you know, try to help and, and bring some of these people that leave the black belt and go off to these other places because the opportunities are greater. Um, and we know the black belt got his kind of name because of the rich soil and, you know, it was used as a, 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 a kind of agricultural theme. So we understand that. But I think if the state really made a concerted effort to try to, you know, throw out specific economic incentives that business will flock to these particular areas um, and make it worthwhile for those businesses, I see you will start seeing the upward trend to where um, uh, the black belt could possibly or potentially get back to once where it was, you know, pre-20th uh, century. Yeah. Let, me, let me ask you this. It, it, uh, to, I hate to uh, harp on the, on the gambling thing. I, I do want to get to the, the bill that you had about uh, increasing the pay of uh, uh, public workers, but, uh, in that in this gambling bill, there are a number of initiatives. Uh, there, the expansion of broadband, uh, rural health care, which I think, you know, most people uh, believe that it, that will eventually roll into a Medicaid expansion. D- are you concerned at all that if if we give up on this and and this bill dies, uh, that those things, which I, I I would say probably aid the aid the black belt uh, communities there uh, tremendously, especially uh, rural broadband and the rural healthcare initiatives. Uh, are you concerned that those things will disappear and you'll miss out on an opportunity to fund those sorts of things? Yeah, there are some concerns, but here's the deal: um, as it relates to the money that was put in for um, broadband from the Senate. That's been stripped out in the sub that the, right. the governor provided. Um, when you when you talk about um, the broadband, I mean, when you talk about the uh, the initiatives that were put in place to maybe potentially one day lead to um, Medicaid expansion, well, it's nothing specifically in the bill that specifically say it just says healthcare services and. You know, with our leadership here um, from the Republican side, you know, um, their word is just like talking to one of the monkeys here in the zoo in Montgomery, Alabama, just being honest. With you. I mean, I'm just being, I'm just being, just being totally, totally honest with you. Um, I mean, you know, we we kind of went out on a limb. We kind of went out on a limb um, a couple of years back supporting uh-huh. the governor and her initiative to rebuild Alabama uh, with yeah. potentially of something looking forward to, you know, helping us with Medicaid. Um, 
we hadn't got that promise. So basically, expanding Medicaid for us, that's an issue that, that you owe us. That shouldn't even be on the table, you know. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't even be, but it is. Um, so it's, it's several different things that, um, from um, a democratic perspective, um, and especially a minority perspective, that we're looking um, to try to get included in this bill. And if not, um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm of the position that even if Lyons County, at this particular point, the way it is, even if Lyons County was uh, some somehow got to be included in the bill, I still think it's a bad bill the way it is written. Um, and, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I just, man, I, I tell you, I tell you from my, uh, on my, my point of view of it is, is I, I understand everybody's, everybody's criticism. I mean, the, the things that came out Saturday from on that was, oh Lord. Uh, but I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, I, yeah I just, I, man, I, 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 ha- I just have this, this tremendous fear that that we're going to miss an opportunity to do a lot of good things for a lot of people and and listen I, I don't I, I'm not saying any of that to begrudge you at all of, of protecting right. your your, your districts and things uh, at all but and because and I'll tell you another way that you have is uh, you also uh, carried the uh, the public employees pay raise bill this uh, uh, this this term and so uh, what well, you know how did that fall to you man I won't I wouldn't say because. I'm so great and I just do such good things here in the legislature. <laughs> I just think, um, you know, uh, <laughs> me, so me you're and, not a Republican uh, is what you're saying. Chairman, that, that what you're saying? Um, yeah. Absolutely. Me, <laughs> but, but I would say men and chairman Klaus, who was, who was chairman of the ways, I mean, the general fund, um, we have a pretty good relationship. Um, mm-hmm. and he just, I tell you how it happened a couple of years back, um, former representative Dimitri Polizios, he uh-huh. he was carrying the um the the uh, state employees pay raise bill and he died you know he died of a heart attack and kind of me being in the Montgomery County legislative delegation um he, police officer was on the um, ways and means general fund and he just kind of Chairman Klaus just kind of asked me would I be interested in, in carrying the bill um, and I did that in nineteen I think it was. And we we named it the Demetrius Policios Act, and from that, um, I guess uh, the way the bill was handled and kind of didn't really I don't I couldn't even see it getting having any problems, but didn't have any problems getting through. So um, when it came up for this time through um, uh, on a, a, a pro I mean uh, uh, when it came to uh, the governor's budget this time and, and the governor requested it and, and I think we had the money to kind of do it. Chairman Klaus just kind of reached out to me and I was happy that he did. Because uh, I think, you know, in this in this pandemic, you know, state employees as well as all other employees, you know, we we went through some unprecedented times where we really just kind of a lot of things were uncertain. So and for me, I consider them as, you know, uh necessity workers and you know first responders so i think they you know because they were ones that the state really didn't shut down we still had to provide those services for our, our citizens so i think it's right if we can afford to give them a cost of living raise and i think it's it's only right that we do so so and i was happy that we had the opportunity to, to do that should have been more but sometimes you have to kind of take the small wins 
that's about all. That's about all you can. That's a, uh, well, man, listen, now, you know, I, I really appreciate you, you know, you're coming on and, um, uh, and I know it was kind of, it was kind of short notice today, but we, um, you know, it's, it's uh, you got a long day, man. You got a long. This is Thursday. You're gonna be there probably till Friday. Uh, so uh, it's yeah. We're gonna know, be here. Uh, we're gonna be here the midnight. Well, probably about eleven forty nine because they're not gonna <laughs> let the clock catch us because they they don't want to yeah. burn the last day of the session. Mm. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, you you slip over a minute, you burned it all. So that's a uh, you got to get Absolutely. out of there. But that's. All right. Well, listen, uh, Representative uh, Kelvin Lawrence, we really appreciate you coming on and spending some time today, and uh, and good luck on, on the yeah. on the fight there. And I, I hope it I hope it all works out, and uh, and maybe we can get some good stuff uh, into Lounge and into the Black Belt as well. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for joining yes, us. Thanks, sir. All right. That's uh, Representative Kelvin Lawrence, man. It, it's, it's a it's a tough fight uh, that yeah. they're they're in down there, and um, at um, you know I. I, I, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I don't, I don't know that I would necessarily say that he and I disagree, uh, on this, but I, I do, my concern is you're, you're going to miss an opportunity, mm-hmm. um, uh, to do something grand on a grand scale for the state. Um, and, and something that would help a lot of people, both in the black belt and in a lot of poor communities around this state. Um, you know, and I, I understand it's gambling and I know people have feelings about that and it being a tax on the poor, quote unquote, but here's the issue. We already got it. We already got gambling in the state. Uh, What we don't have is revenue that offsets some of the bad that's happening from gambling. Um, and you know, this, this provides a lot of it and I'm, I'm pretty confident that it would lead ultimately to Medicaid expansion. Um, and I just, man, I hate to see that go out the door. I really, really do. And, um, you know, I know I, I, I have no problem with gambling. I, I do it, you know, sports wagering, uh, often I, I never do any casino gambling, uh, well, mm-hmm. except for the cards, but, uh, you know, I, it's just, I, so I don't have a problem with it necessarily, but, uh, I just, God, it just, man, it seems like that's, that's a lot of money for your state, uh, for, for virtually nothing that's not already happening, you know? Yeah. And I agree with you. I, I'm, I'm not a gambler. I've been in casinos and I've, you know, done a little bit of messing around with, you know, the one arm bandit and whatever else, but, Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm not, I'm not a gambler, but as you said, this is happening already in our state. So, you know, we'd be really just ridiculously naive to pretend that we've got this gambling free landscape when we don't, obviously. (laughs) So let's, instead of, you know, letting it exist without there being some benefit to the, the rest of the citizens, you know, Hey, let's, let's, let's institute it in a way where the whole state can benefit from it and not just, uh, you know, the proprietors. You know, yeah, I just, uh, you know, and I, and I, you know, I don't want to criticize uh, him at all, but I, mm-hmm. I think that it's, uh, you know, I think there's a way to get it done. And I, and I think there's a way to ensure that what's get that what gets put in there 
um, is is protected in when it goes into the conference committees. Uh, you know, and what he's talking about is essentially once once you pass a bill in the Senate and then a bill the the, the companion bill is passed in the House, uh, if there are changes in the bill that passes in the second House, whether that be the Senate or the House, mm-hmm. uh, when it when there are changes, they have to be a, a committee that comes together of of elected people from both uh, the House and the Senate, and they they reconcile those two bills. They reconcile the changes and and determine what everybody can live with and then that that bill is what is ultimately you know passed out so so what he's concerned is that they'll put something in that protects lounge in this house bill they'll go to that conference committee take that out of there to get Mm -hmm. to get uh, confirmation out of the senate from it and or concurrence out of the senate and uh and you know it just won't be uh won't be the same thing and i understand that fear but i believe there are people uh that you could put on that committee that would ensure that wouldn't happen all right, let's uh, let's slide out of here. We'll come back and uh, wrap this baby up, and uh, you know, take it to the house. Cause you know, I, you, you got a surprise guest, and it was still a great show. So, yeah. what else are you gonna do? Hey, right? love it. Yeah, love it. That's right. All right, we're back in a minute. Alabama politics. This week. All righty, welcome back. Hello, on politics this week. Um, wrapping this thing up here. Let's. One of the things we wanted to talk about was the the ongoing uh, trial. Uh, William Darby, that's the police officer's name. Yeah. William Darby yeah. is uh, officer, uh, Darby, officer yeah. there that um, involved in a shooting three years ago. Now, I believe it was. Um, right? Eighteen was it? Twenty eighteen was it? Three years ago. Uh, I thought it was. Um, I thought it was well. No, this was 2021. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I, you know, this, this is a whole new thing. Uh, routinely, routinely, when we're setting up this show, I will forget what day of week it is. Uh, but now David has forgotten what year it is, and so I am completely uh, vindicated for a while on this. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it, was, it was it was uh, April. Uh, this happened in April uh, of 2018. Yeah, so right at just right at three years. So right at three years. Yeah. yeah so it's a uh, and he shot a man who was in uh, a mental distress. Uh, who had called nine one one himself? Uh, had uh, had a gun to his head, um, and while uh, uh, there was an uh, other officers responded first, uh, two. and two other officers responded first, and yep. there was a lady uh, officer uh, who was engaged um, uh, in in a discussion with uh, with a gentleman, uh, Mister Parker, who had a uh, had a gun to his head. And felt as though she was making some progress and kind of de-escalating the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, when uh, Rambo here showed up uh, and uh, and went about <laughs> turning things a complete one eighty, um, uh, you know, I I wrote about this a while back. I, it, it's one of the one of the worst things that I've I've heard of. I mean, to the point where. Uh, one of the police officers there, the the woman who was on the scene first, uh, has testified against uh, Darby, the other officer, um, and and said he it was you know it was just a mess, uh, essentially. Yeah. So you got a man, you got a man who is threatening to take his own life, mm-hmm. but who also, and I know this is may sound strange to people, but he's also the one who called nine one one for himself. Yeah. He calls 911 for himself. Police officers arrive. 
He's got a gun to his head. They're trying to talk him down from killing himself. He's pointing the gun at his own head, not at them. Mm-hmm. This guy comes up, Darby comes up, doesn't like the protocols that the police are following. And he makes the, and by the way, he makes this assessment in like, I want to say it was less than a minute from the time he got there to the time that man was killed. I think it was less than a minute, if I'm not mistaken. And it was some very, or, or it was some very short time. He did not have enough time to really assess the situation, nor did he have time to really, um, you know, even really engage with the man. He, he decides to supersede the process of the other officers. Mm-hmm. So it's just very troubling on a lot of levels. And in fact, it's so troubling. It's so troubling that the district attorney decided that he needed to be prosecuted. Yeah. Now, understand DAs, for those who may not know this or may not be clear about this, district attorneys and police departments work with each other routinely. They have to interact with each other. They need each other's support. So for a district attorney to say mm-hmm. that a cop should be tried for murder, a, a not, not a retired cop, not a cop who's resigned, but a currently serving police officer. Yep. Yeah. That's a strong statement about what the about how wrong the DA thinks this situation went. Yeah. And, and you know, I think that um I, I think a big portion of that is is the other officer uh, you know, being willing to to testify. Uh, because I think the other officer was was very very angry with the way that this that this transpired, yeah, um, and and rightfully so. Uh, you know, it it, it uh, appears uh, that uh, essentially this guy the Darby came in and, and tried to mansplain police work to her on the fly. Uh, yeah. You know, and, uh, and you know told her all the things she was doing wrong. Uh, you know, was trying to demand she pointed her gun at the guy and uh, and, and all this, and uh, you know I. I just um I I don't I don't understand I don't understand the the totality of this thing cuz listen I you know I, uh, I wrote about it a, a while back or you know, not long after it happened and because uh Huntsville had agreed to cover Darby's legal fees yeah, up to one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, well it was originally seventy five and then they increased it after Battle said he he disagreed with that decision uh, to cap mm-hmm. it at seventy five. Um and so again, you know, after I, I praised battle in the in the opening of this thing, but you know, it's still I you know, there are obviously things we disagree on and this is one of them. And that's one of them. Um, that's right. And, yeah. you know, I, I just I, I, I don't I, I it's just um it it just has a terrible look about what all transpired, and all of its own body cam. We you can see it. You can see what mm-hmm. happened. And mm-hmm. and did the did the guy have a gun? Absolutely, he had a gun. Was there some threat to police officers? Probably, probably there was a threat. I mean, whenever you enter uh, a residence where somebody is holding uh, a loaded firearm, there is, I, I would say, a threat to you when you're there. Um, you know, I think we can agree on that. Now, was it an imminent threat that required deadly force? I think that's where we're getting into the question. Uh, and even more so, was there uh, a, a call for him to behave the way he did and, 
uh, and, and to, you know, basically usurp the power from the officer who was there already controlling the scene. And uh, I think that's what we get into with this, where it's this sort of attitude uh, that you're trying to get out of police departments. Uh, this right. this gung-ho, shoot first, ask questions later. Um, you, ne- you know, never can we de-escalate a situation. We've always got to be, you know, screaming at people. Um, and, and it's just, you know, that sort of attitude is what's getting people killed. Yeah. And you're treating, and, and I think in this particular case, you know, you're treating someone, and I don't know if race was a factor or not, but, you know, we automatically uh, have concerns when you're dealing with people of color. But in addition to that, um, you know, you're, you're dealing with somebody who has a clear mental health mm-hmm. challenge. Mm-hmm. So the question is, you know, do you do you enter into that situation the same way you would if somebody was demonstrating criminal intent? Right. And I think, you know, I think most people in the public would say no. No. You know, you you know, even if a even if a gun is involved, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you want to you want to have some sensitivity to the circumstance. I mean, this right. man was threatening to kill himself, not police officers. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, he had a loaded gun, but it was pointed at his own head. Yeah. I mean, they're just there are enough circumstances there to indicate that this required a deafness mm-hmm. uh, that this guy was not showing. Yeah, but that the but that the female officer was. Yeah, and and, I, and I'll say this. I'll say this too. Um, I think it's it's unfair to police officers to continually put them in these positions where mm. they are the people who are called to handle mental health care emergencies. Uh, in in this regard, now should they be there to provide support? Uh, if needed, uh, absolutely. I think, especially when you have somebody with a with a with a loaded firearm or or some other sort of weapon, I think that the police should should be there. Uh, but should they be the primary person engaging such a you know an individual that's having uh, such an episode? No, they shouldn't be. Right. Uh, they should there there should be uh, social workers and mental health care experts that that uh, that work with the police departments or work with cities uh, that can be called out to these sorts of uh, of incidents on on a routine basis because these things happen all. the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't always go like this. Uh, and, and in a lot of cases, the police officers do a fantastic job of this. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think it is unfair to continually put them in these positions. And if you agree with that, then you just agree with defunding the police uh, movement, which is why two things about that, which is why that it is a very good stance that those people are taking and why defunding the police is a terrible uh, is a terrible moniker. Uh, well, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it, that because this is what they're they're pushing for is to have more social workers and more people, you know, social workers to go out and, and talk with kids uh, when you're having issues uh, like that. Instead of relying on police officers to, to, you know, to show up to elementary schools to talk to a kid that, you know, hit a teacher or whatever, uh, you know. Uh, and, and so that is what that movement is about. And if they come up with a little better slogan, I think everybody in the country would get behind it, including police officers. Uh, they would uh, police chiefs all over this place would give up a portion of the budget if they no longer had to send police officers out to a lot of these calls uh, and, and, and handle this themselves. And also not then also transport the people back to, and put them in a jail cell where they get no treatment at all. Right. Exactly. So. 
So it'll be interesting to see how this trial turns out. I think it has the potential, though, to be a game changer for the city of Huntsville and maybe for policing outside of Huntsville. You know, if if this man is held accountable for the heavy-handed way he went in there, usurped the authority of the officers who were already there, and basically kills a man. I mean, well, not basically. He did kill a man, but but I would say basically murders a man. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, uh, what what are the? Uh, do you know what the charges are? Or is, is is this a murder charge, or is this a manslaughter? Um, Reckless. I think it. I'm looking at the story now just to make sure I get this right. I thought it was a murder charge. Let's see here. Um. I yes. Think it- he was charged with murder. I think that would be the trial very, began very just hard. this Monday, and he was charged with murder. I think that'll be very, very hard for for a jury to convict him of murder on this. Um, you know, e- even with even with the other uh, officer testifying about that, I, I think it's it's going to be very, very hard for, with a, with a loaded weapon being there. Um, you know, I, I just I think it's it's going to be even. Yeah, I mean, he would have had. It, they they they're going to have to believe that he acted so egregiously uh, with that. And I I just you know, given the history of juries, uh, you know, maybe I am uh, uh, I'm a little jaded uh, here. Even after the the you know the recent uh, conviction of uh, Chauvin in, in Minnesota, which they're trying to uh, you know get a new trial for now, um, I just I I still think that it's uh, it's it's a long shot. Well, you may be right, but that's what the grand jury indicted him of. They indicted him of murder, so. Yeah. We'll see. Well, that's not, I yeah, know. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, we'll I, see. If there, were, if there were a lesser charge there, you know, uh, manslaughter or some, something along those lines, uh, then I, I would think that there might be, because I do think a lot of people were turned off by the facts of this uh, and the way he behaved. And I think that a lot of people will be swayed by the other officer's testimony as well. Uh, on that and by the body camera footage, but I just, yeah, I think it's, a, I think it's going to be tough to, to ever convict so, him of, of uh, straight up murder. So here's what, uh, back at the, um, back at the time when the, uh, when the grand jury made his decision, here's what Madison County district attorney, Robert Broussard said, he, he told uh, channel 19, he said, usually what you're looking at is whether an officer feared for his life. And on these particular facts of the case, we had concerned that this was not a justified shooting. In other words, he had no fear for his life because the gun was not pointed at him. And the man who initiated the call uh, was, uh, was suicidal. Right. And, you know, who initiated the 911 call. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I mean, you, you, I, I understand your point and I think you, you make a, you make a fair point. I mean, it's, it's going to be something that there can be fair, I think, reasonable deliberation on. But again, you know, we'll just have to see. Yeah, no, and again, I'm not, I'm not making a judgment call on on what on how I would vote in there. I'm just mm-hmm. trying to predict what the what the current jury is going to mm-hmm. do. And uh, mm-hmm. and it's, I just, you know, looking at the at the history of things, I, I just think it's going to be tough, uh, you know, for them uh to to get a, a guilty verdict out of them on that but you know we'll we'll see um i tell you uh you know i tell you what uh how about uh we'd like to brighten things up with a right wing note of the week is that oh is that going in an upper trajectory uh, is well, that going to bring 
put a smile on our face? It always puts a smile on mine. Uh, to just call somebody a right wing nut for a little while. Uh, right. I mean, I, maybe, maybe I'm you know weird like that, uh, and that's fine. I can be weird. Um, <laughs> you know, however I want to be. Right? Um, yeah, it makes me laugh sometimes too, though. So let's. I, I'll be weird with you. Let's go. I'm gonna. I, I I think we ought to name the uh, the guys that are that are trying to stand in the way of the medical marijuana uh, as the right wing. I, I've not heard any any group Excellent that is more right wing nutty than that right there, man. I mean that. Excellent choice. That some of the some of the off the wall crazy things that have been said. I mean that that thing was batshit crazy on Tuesday. <laughs> I mean it was, man. They were. That was nuts. Those dudes stood up there and talked about Colorado like Colorado was some third world country out there. Mm. And I mean, and people. Meantime, if you had put this stuff up in Colorado, people in Colorado would have been like, "What the hell, man? What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, we just got back from a hike. Everything's cool. What are you doing? Everything's you know? cool, man. I, I mean, Chill. Just, uh, I, it just is. Uh, I mean, that I, I'm talking about Jim Carnes. Uh, a rich Wingo, uh, Charlotte Meadows, uh, uh, the the whole group of seven or eight of them that just oh over the course of time just went out. And by the way, can I also say one thing about your boy Mike Ball? Mm. It, it, is he going for Ben Franklin cosplay? Is that what he's doing? I, you know, I was looking at that photo of him. That was <laughs> what the hell. He just needs the round glasses. I've I've never seen. Well, I didn't see him with the glasses on. No, he didn't looking. have glasses. I'm saying he needs them. If he, well, uh, it will oh, complete because the of his hair. Yeah, because his hair is so long. Yeah, I've never seen Mike with hair that long before. It was kind of stunning, actually. Yeah, it I is. I mean, you, said, you saw him in like the suit or whatever. I, I honestly, yeah. I thought there was like some Revolutionary War reenactment thing <laughs> taking place there or something. I didn't know what the hell was going on. Mike, you know, I I I like Mike. Mike and I are, are friendly, and we we always chat when we see each other. Uh, he's uh he's he's one of the biggest proponents of this yeah medical marijuana bill former and, state uh, trooper uh, yeah that's right he's got a he's got a, a law enforcement background yeah uh, he's a conservative without question but you know uh, I don't know if it's the inspiration of this bill yeah or if it's just a COVID nineteen hair situation. But Mike's hair is like getting close to shoulder length. Oh, it's it's really, down there. I'm, I'm serious. It's like a Ben Franklin situation he's got going on there. It's is it beyond? Sh- it looked to me like it was getting to shoulder length. Are I, you telling me that it is shoulder length? I, 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 from what I saw, but maybe I had a bad angle. I mean, it, it looked to me like he was there at the, at the wow. shoulders. I mean, it's it looked like a, a powdered wig situation. Uh, so it's you know, uh, I mean, really. It really did. Uh, seriously, I mean, he's, <laughs> I mean, it's he's going to start screaming at the Tories or something. I, I don't know what I, the hell was going. You know, you you went Revolutionary War. I thought, yeah, Mike's kind of looking like a hippie. That's what yeah. I thought. <laughs> no, I mean, he had like the suit, and he was at the little, you know, the dais yeah. there, and he was uh, yeah. you know, just. I thought he was just about to, you know, tell us about the. Uh, I, I, <laughs> you know. I, I don't really know. I mean, I'm about to recite and something about the and king. that's no you know? disrespect to hippies. I mean, I'm down with hippies, yeah. man. I, I love hippies. In yeah. fact, I consider myself a hippie. But but my man, I mean, that, the hair. Yeah. I don't I, know what's going on with that. I have to I have to ask him about that. Yeah, I don't know either, man. I don't. Uh, it. Uh, I don't know. It's an I, interesting look. 
it's yeah. an interesting uh, issue. For a interesting is a is Republican. Good way to say it. Yes, interesting yeah, for a conservative Republican, yeah. former law enforcement officer. It's an interesting look. I'll just say that he's, he's just about to put it in a ponytail and go off yeah. on his Harley. Oh, yeah, it's definitely ponytail ready. Yeah, he's, he's, about to, he's about to take off, and, and I can't believe really uh, the right wing nut of the week dev, uh, devolved into our discussion of a, <laughs> of a grown man's haircut, especially me me criticizing someone's hair. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so hey, you got uh, that you got that Michael Jordan look, bro. You good? Yeah, you good? Right. yeah. Listen, I, I can have as I tell people, I can have a full beautiful head of hair if I wanted to, and you can't prove me wrong. So, <laughs> uh, all right, uh, I think I'll wrap it up for us. See, listen, we've given you a good show. No, don't pretend like we haven't. All right, until next week, y'all have a good time. Be safe out there. Peace. <laughs>